0: Jules for breakfast, only on Triple M. Hit subscribe now.
1: Jules, um, I wanted to bring something to your attention. So obviously okay. tomorrow I'm doing golf's longest day. You but,
2: are 72 holes.
1: But tomorrow you'll be able to confirm this for me while doing the show in studio. What do you mean? You can feel free to call me while I'm out there. Mm-hmm. Um, last night I did an Instagram story on my personal account. Yes, you can follow me. Uh, JB the Talker is the name, if you like. Nice. I'll, Any I'll,
2: um uh, hashtags? Uh,
1: no nah. underscores. Do I have to, Yeah, JB underscore. The underscore talker. Nice. If you want to follow it. A lot of entertaining stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Not too many nudes by me, uh, so (laughs) plenty to enjoy. But last night I posted a story and it was a photo of our fruit bowl. So at home we've got a fruit bowl on the kitchen bench, which a lot of people might have. Um, And currently in there is a bunch of rotten bananas.
3: Oh! Oh,
2: they are not banana colour anymore.
1: A couple of them are okay. A couple yeah. of them are gone. And I I wrote this caption. I said, welcome to a game I like to call. How many years until Jess actually makes banana bread?
2: Oh, so Jess is the baker in the family.
1: Jess does the baking. I do mm. all the cooking. But Jess um, seems to be very committed to the fact that she is going to make banana banana bread, (laughs) except I couldn't tell you the last time I've actually smelt or seen (laughs) banana bread in my house. All I've seen is rotten bananas for weeks on end.
2: Yeah, well, you always have good intentions. You think, I'll get around to this, I'll use up, I won't waste food. So you vouch for this? I have thought to myself, we're going to make some banana bread today. My housemate, Christina, does the exact same thing. And you just leave bananas forever. Yep, they're still
1: good. I think this is a woman thing, because I would have had about 20 (laughs) messages from different women from all different walks of my life, all saying, oh my god, I do the same thing. We will make the banana bread. And I'm yes, thinking, we will. why is it a commitment? Of the female race yes. to go, we're going to make banana bread. And Surely you a man does it out there. There would be. Like, of course, <laughs> there'd be a couple, but I just don't know any. And I don't understand. Can you talk me through the mindset of it? I don't well, get y- it. You
2: don't want to waste food and you think you'll get around to it eventually. And then you never do. And, and then, then you they can't just sit there rotting. And then you got to get ingredients out and you've got to make the time. It's nah, not going to happen. Not going to happen. By painting your nails and doing other women things. Well,
1: what I'm going to say to you is this yes. is that I made this post mm. on Instagram. I guarantee my wife. My My wife's seen it and I guarantee you, you can call me tomorrow if I'm out on the golf course at this time, I guarantee you. There will be banana bread made She's been
2: shamed into making it now.
1: Because I posted it, (laughs) the only way that she would have never made this into banana bread, but because I posted it, she'll go, I'll show that prick. And I guarantee there'll be banana bread tomorrow morning. Can you bring me some? No, no, I'll be on the golf course. All All right, I'll come to you. You can have a little date and you can leave your bananas rotten at your own house.
0: (laughs) What else has been happening this week with JB and Jules on Bundy's Triple M? And we interrupt 72
2: holes of golf at the Bundaberg Golf Course now. JB, We want to know, did wife Jess make the banana bread?
1: Well, Jules, what do you reckon?
2: I reckon she did. She was so shamed to the point where she thought, all right, I better do it, make him happy.
1: Well, let me set the scene. I thought the exact same thing. So Mm. let me set the scene. I walk in, I look in the fruit bowl, and from the pictures that I posted, there were four severely rotten bananas. Mm. There were three semi-good ones. I look in the fruit bowl, the really rotten ones are gone. Disgusting. And I'm going, where's the bread maker? It's got to oh. be here somewhere. Look around. Yes. Snip. Look, check Check the fridge. Maybe she's loaded in there. Jules, nothing. <gasps> nothing? Not a single bit of banana oh. bread. She threw the bananas out, which, to be honest. She threw I'd prefer- them out. I'll-, I'll be fine with them throwing out. You may as well. If they not go rotten, you're not going to make banana bread.
2: Oh, Jess, yeah. I had so much hope for you. You could have nothing. fed me with banana bread.
1: <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, mate, no, there's still another four or five still. So there's still hope.
2: Nah, I'm good. I'd throw it in the bin too. That was wild. Let's Let's find out what else JB and Jules have been up to. JB, did you see a couple of swimming champions were waltzing around
1: Norville Pool the other day? I did actually um, speak about this event ahead of it uh, in Sports Shorts, the local Bundy sports podcast on nice. Listener. And, um, but that was before the event happened, but I didn't actually see how it all went down.
2: Well, you might recognize the name of Bundy's own Isaac Cooper.
1: Oh, yes. He made the semi-finals in the 2020 Tokyo Olympics.
2: How yeah. incredible. Yeah, in the
1: men's 100-meter backstroke.
2: Yep. He is. An absolute legend. And he and a couple of other superstars are Connor Sims, also from the Bundy region, and Tokyo medalist Alexander Graham and Thomas Neal. They were all spotted at Norville Pool the other day for their City of Charm Carnival.
1: Wow, that's um, that Sounds pretty fancy. Cool. That's pretty cool for the Norville Pool to have Olympians there.
2: City of Charm Carnival. They have This is the 48th year that they've done it. They have had over 400 competitors from over 30 clubs across South Queensland. Come right here in Bundaberg and compete. That's
1: huge. That's a really great event. And uh, good on everyone that made this happen because it would have been tough. I did see, I drove past Norville Pool on the weekend and it was... Pumping? Hectic.
2: Mm, Well, Isaac Cooper, he actually set three records for the Carnival. A couple in 50 metre freestyle, 50 metre backstroke and also 100 metre backstroke. But can you imagine this? Imagine if you're a young gun that is getting into your swimming. You're walking up to one of these swim meets and you just see these incredible Olympians that are there... And you just think, "Oh my God, why do I even bother? I'm just going to go home because oh, I
1: will never get to that level." No, I would, I would challenge that that thought process. Really. So- Well, when I was young, I remember doing the North Queensland Championships. It was in the short course, and there was swimmers that I know were national champions, Mm -hmm. and you'd have to verse them, right? So it was the best in the state, and it includes those national champions. They do every swim meet.
2: So you wouldn't just watch them race. You'd have to verse them You would
1: verse them. Oh, I
2: imagine the butterflies. But I
1: I remember it's what made me get some of my best times because I'd see them and go, I'm going to beat this this I'm going to beat them. <laughs>
2: so you'd be motivated by yeah, seeing them. Yeah, to me not it was dismayed.
1: motivation and if they flogged you you go oh well they're an Olympian but <laughs> if but because swimming it's only a couple of seconds between glory and being a nobody. So if you you would be like half a meter close to these sort of characters and it's a big big build up to be able to and I think there would have been some kids there swimming against these yeah. champions and going well, look, I'm right there, a little bit more work, and that small distance, I mm. might be able to do something special myself.
2: It might just spur them on. Yeah, okay. either that
1: or they would have walked in, crapped their dags and <laughs> took <off. laughs>
2: Which is what I think I would do. But there was something else that I noticed about the swim meet. Um, on Isaac, he actually had uh, on his chest, uh, I don't know if it was a tattoo, maybe it was one of those stick-on ones that washes off, but it was the Olympic
1: rings on his chest. Yeah, I'd say it'd be a tattoo. Do you what? reckon it's
2: a tattoo? Would you get a tattoo? If you went to the Olympics?
1: A hundred percent, yes. You would? <laughs> in
2: a public place I like would be, that? If
1: I made it to the Olympics, I'd be close to getting it stamped on my forehead. It's like, <laughs> that's worth bragging about. A lot of Olympians do get the, get the rings tattooed But on. in such
2: a public place. Because imagine Isaac, every single time he gets in the pool, well, he's the Olympian, he's going to
0: have to win <laughs> may, every may, single race. Maybe go the
1: arse cheek in future, <laughs> yeah. buddy.
0: They're different, but they're ours. Yeah! JB and Jules on Triple M Bundy. Yesterday, coming
2: to Bundaberg May 7, 2022 at the Bundaberg Recreational Precinct is the Sounds of Rock. Tickets are on sale 9am next Tuesday, the 7th of December at austix.com.au, so pop it in your diary. But the incredible likes of Ganga Jang, Richard Clapton, Killing Heidi, Dragon, local talent Maddie Munro and a whole heap more. Well, we have... The headline, Rock Royalty Act gurus What could we expect from them? We caught up with Dave Faulkner, who is the frontman. But uh, JB and I did have a couple of technical difficulties at the start of the interview. Hello. Hello, is that Dave?
1: Yes, it is. Hello. Oh, Dave, it's JB and Jules. Huzzah, we've gotten through. I'm so sorry we've uh, got all mixed up there. Don't don't you be sorry. No, we're sorry as well. We just got your number sent through, and uh, I don't know whether I can make this joke or not, but we were under the impression, given your songs, that we could.
4: (laughs) Absolutely, always open for all callers.
1: (laughs) Uh, Good on you. We are joined this morning by Dave Faulkner of the Hoodoo Gurus. Mate, announced you're coming to Bundy. Finally, it's about bloody time. What do you reckon? So wait, you've never been to Bundy before? Well, not for a while, no. It's
4: just been hard to, to uh, get anywhere lately.
2: Yeah, when's the last <laughs> time you, you've you been here?
4: Uh, I can't recall. It would be a couple of years, I think. We We did some shows... Not too far away. We did something in Cairns, uh, like I think 2019, but uh, I, I, I've lost track with all the... Too long ago. You know. mm. yeah, most yeah, well, most people
1: come to Bundy, they visit the Bundy Rum Factory and then they forget they came here anyway. <laughs> 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 now, Dave, um, we're very excited to have you first and foremost. Jules and I actually had the pleasure of seeing you at... Uh, the Triple M, w- M Garage yeah, Session. Yeah, at one of the garage sessions last oh, year. Right. Yeah, it was the virtual concert, but you managed to stay pretty pretty up there and energetic. Was it? Was it tough?
4: Off? Not at all. I mean, when we just, you know, get on, on those instruments and play together, it just, take you know, catches fire. We just we just want to put everything into it. We don't a- really have a, uh, you know, a low speed or a high speed. It's just one speed, you know, full on.
2: Dave, I'm curious, though, did you actually have anyone sit behind to sort of clap or whoop or pretend that there was something <laughs> getting you through?
4: Uh, no, that's a weird thing. It's true. Yeah, playing to silence is, is <laughs> definitely weird, but... Um, <laughs> You know, we, we kind of, it's just, you know, it's kind of a comfortable environment for us being in a studio. And, uh, you know, as I say, and also playing some new songs was, was kind of enough to keep us pretty focused and uh, excited. You know, it's a bit of adrenaline there. Yeah. We had a couple of, one song we hadn't ever played, you know, live before. We'd recorded it, but we hadn't um, ever done it on stage. So, um, that was kind of a bit of a challenge.
0: Yeah,
2: that's awesome. I um that was my next question actually. Have you got any new music in store and will we be able to hear some at Sounds of Rock?
4: Have have we what? We've got a new <laughs> single coming out on Monday.
1: Ooh! Very yeah, very yeah. exciting. We've seen a yeah. little tease of this and I, I've seen a photo of you doing it. <laughs> So can you explain this to it's a it, you're in scrubs. You're dressed as some sort I of doctor. What is this film clip? What is happening?
4: Well, actually, I mean, it's it looks silly with me, you know, dressed up as a doctor and all that, and, you know, with a full uh, surgical gear on, but the clip is actually quite serious. We, we want to pay tribute to um, frontline emergency workers because, uh, you know, they've been doing quite a lot for us recently, and uh, they always do anyway, and, um, yeah, it seemed to fit in with the theme of the song. The song is called Carry On, and it's about... Basically, putting your head down and you know doing the best despite all the adversity, whether it's you know people around you giving you grief and making your job harder, or just your job being difficult in itself, you know. So um, those people, uh, I think they have all of the above as far as what they've got to deal with. You know, they've got to deal yeah. with the patients who can be you know them trouble, and also just the work is very challenging and emotionally draining. Um, so we just want we just thought it might be good for the video to kind of reflect that. So we're not really in it, like as a band. I mean, it's, the first video we haven't, haven't really been in. I, I sort of make a small role, uh, as, as you saw, but um it's basically um actors as well as uh, nurses. Actual nurses are playing the main role. Awesome. So,
1: yeah, well that's yeah. something really spe- I think everyone knows somebody that uh, works in a health field. My, my wife works at the hospital as a pharmacist and yeah, a lot of people over the last year would have done it tough, so that's a really nice touch with a new single and can't wait to hear it uh, tomorrow. But um Dave... I've always said, from as long as I've been in radio, that if I ever get to interview anyone from the Hootie Gurus, I need to ask about <laughs> the NRL theme
3: song. Absolutely. That's my
1: team. It's it's sort of what got me really keen on rugby league as a kid. It's up there with Tina Turner. Simply the best is probably the iconic. best iconic, iconic. Well, thank NRL you very much song.
4: for saying so. Yeah, we like. <laughs> you know, we're very proud of the association with the with the, the, the game, and um, and also you know knowing that Tina Turner was uh, you know. Standing shoulder to shoulder, sort of, virtually, so to speak. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. Well, but, uh, my question was: um, Can we expect anything in the future? Are there any thoughts, any songs of yours that you think could could go straight over into an NRL song? Because uh, what's my scene went to that's my team. Is there any others?
4: Not really. I mean, I actually wrote one years ago before what um, that's my team. You know, taking over what's my scene. It's weird. I, I you know, I wrote one for my own club, the Sharks. And uh, I went and presented it to them, and they said, oh, no, I don't think so.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what, how who, they how do you, you say,
4: Who do gurus with rugby league is what they kind of like, sort of like the attitude.
1: So how'd you and... go being a fan after that?
4: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you just go, well, I guess they just don't get it. But um, <laughs> yeah. it's still a good song. It's a weird thing. It's actually a really good song, but I I don't know. I mean, I think we've done our dash as far as that. It was a bit of a stroke of luck that that even happened in the first place. And, um, you know, I don't know if we want to chase more of that. <laughs> I um, cannot imagine. Enough, they're using that's my team this year again, not for the main theme, but they're using it for junior football. So um, they just uh, they got someone else to record it, and they they've been using it just to kind of promote, you know, mums and dads getting their kids to play rugby league at you know junior level. And, oh, that's uh, awesome. I think they're doing it next year as well. So we've got a small That's My Team uh, yeah. revival
1: there. Well, I've thought of a couple others using your, your current catalogue. <laughs> oh, okay, so, here we so, go. So some classics. So there's, <laughs> there's The Right Time. There's no time like
4: The Right Time. The try well, time actually was used by the Newcastle Knights uh, a couple of years. Oh, there you way go. Way back when yeah, they actually did use it.
1: Yeah, so, but it um, wasn't just... really the right time for it. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Not for them. No, they won later on. I think.
2: Yeah. So the
1: try time will transform it into. But there's also like wow, wipe out. Banger. Like wow, head high. <laughs> <laughs> you approve? Or okay. well, like is this, this role reversal and we're getting but, rejected? Uh,
4: not sure that one rolls off the tongue, but uh, keep going. Yeah. <laughs>
1: that's <laughs> all you got? That's all I've got. That's all, that's all I've that's got. That's all you got. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but uh, we appreciate your time this morning, and we're so, so excited to see you here in 2022, May 7th. Sounds of rock, and uh, I guarantee you you'll be remembering this trip to Bundy for a very long time. Oh, yeah. Dave I
4: will remember. I will remember.
1: <laughs> we <laughs> appreciate staying it. Away
4: from the Bundy factory.
1: No, we're, we're taking you there for sure. <laughs> Sure, and we'll be we'll be very happy to be your local tour guides. Thanks so much, Day four Thank uh, you guys. of the Hootie Gurus. Bye. Tickets are on sale December seventh, nine a.m. Put it in your calendar. Sounds a rock twenty twenty
0: two. What else has been happening this week with JB and Jules on Bundy's Triple M?
1: It is the time of year that a lot of us for work are doing some stuff, some extracurricular activities, I'll put it.
0: Oh, uh, are you talking about Christmas
2: parties? I'm talking
1: about Christmas parties. We had the Triple M Christmas party on the weekend. Yes,
2: a little dress-up.
1: It was a dress-up, but plenty of people would have either had theirs over the last few weeks, are about to have theirs, or their
2: Hospitals sometimes have
1: them in January too. Do they? Yeah, Just to get through the silly period. season. Yep. But nonetheless, there's some things that you need to be aware of at Christmas parties. What do you mean? Well, it's tricky. You're not drinking Drinking with a group of friends, you're drinking with the people you work. with. Oh, you got to behave. So it makes it well, I guess. And some do, (laughs) some don't. That's why I've put together the list of people you see at the Christmas party. All right, who are these characters? There's a there's a bunch of characters that you'll see at the at the local Bundaberg Christmas party. The first one, the panicked boss. The panicked boss. So this is the manager or someone in a in a higher level position. Mm. And they're panicked. The entire Christmas party, they're worried, is Susie going to hook up with Max? Is this going to happen? Is everyone... I thought
2: you were going to say, you know, they're worried about people having enough to eat.
1: Well, they just like to remind everyone and say... No, don't. you got to remember, this is a work function. It's mm. a work function, and they're walking around freaking out the whole
2: Modelled time. Modelled off someone we
1: know? Modelled off Boss Man Bedford yeah, 110%. So. Yep. On the other hand, there is the loose boss. So oh. there's often someone in a position of management that has a bunch of drinks and is walking around <laughs> just... Uh, just Throwing their weight around. Inappropriate comments everywhere. A hundred percent. The next one, the feeder. Oh, Often this is someone who works in like a receptionist type position. I can think of that person. And they're very obsessed with making sure, have you eaten enough? They're the mum. Have you eaten enough? Oi, have you eaten? You need to eat. Make sure you're eating enough. Thanks so much, mum. Often ethnic, um, but they really just want to make sure everyone's eaten. This is my mum at every single party (laughs) she's ever been to. Bless. The next one. The one who just wants to talk about work. Oh, no, they're not fun. You've knocked off. You're done. You're at the Christmas party, but they just don't know what to talk about. No. So they just keep circling back to finance.
2: They just don't know how to the communicate. The job next week. They mm. don't know
1: what's happening, no. but they're at every single Christmas Bless party. Bless them. This is my personal favourite, I think. The ring-in that gets too loose. The ring-in. Yeah, so they're often a partner of someone that works there. They're a plus one. They don't have to see them on Monday morning. No, they come in and they drink all the free drinks and they just get loosey-goosey and start telling everyone that they need to promote their wife or they need to do this or that and they're just out of control.
2: Yeah, and they get invites next year. It's great.
1: Often end up in the garden by the end of the night. (laughs) Another one, the shots person. Oh, they, Who's that? they just go around wanting everyone to have a shot constantly. Oh, I There's can always think of that a person. person at every Christmas party walking with a bottle of straight liquor <laughs> saying, You need a shot. And my last one, last but not least, the weirdo who cross dresses. <laughs> I don't know who would do that.
2: Not JB at
1: all at <laughs> that
2: last week's Christmas party. Definitely
1: not me. Keep an eye out for them. If you don't know who they are, of course, it is you.
0: Subscribe now and stay up to date. JB and Jules on Triple M Bundy.
3: Get ready for some horrible jokes
1: with Ant-Man.
2: Hello, Ant Man. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Party person?
3: Oh, we can we can um, you know, send him a copy if we need to, oh, so straight to his phone. I
2: think he's turned off the radio while he's down at the Bundy Golf course.
3: Oh, we'll just send it straight to his phone. Yeah,
2: we'll do that. Yeah. Well you are here to tell us some dad jokes. Um, if we do like it, we give you the drum. If it's no good, of course, bit of crickets. What have you got for us today? Okay.
3: So what did Jay-Z call his wife before they got married? I don't know. Fiance.
2: Really? Yeah. That was a good one. I've heard it before, though. Ah, okay. Get original material.
3: So I've just applied for a job in a salad packing factory.
2: In a salad packing factory? Yeah. The
3: hours are terrible, but apparently the celery is good. (laughs) Slow burn. It was. Yep.
2: Had to think about it.
3: Um, I got home last night and my wife accused me of stealing her thesaurus. Okay. Not only was I shocked, I was also aghast, appalled and dismayed. <laughs>
2: <Good>. <laughs> Low-hanging fruit, wordsmith. Yep, that's right. Yep.
3: <laughs> um, so my new uh, Bonnie Tyler sat-nav is absolutely rubbish. Mm-hmm. It keeps telling me to turn around and every now and then it falls apart.
2: I like it, but I've heard it before. Uh, Really? Yeah, so I'm sorry. You're getting crickets.
3: You're on too many dad joke sites. (laughs) Uh, Maybe
2: I am. I think we shared it on our Triple M page. All right, you've got one more before I turn it back on you.
3: Did you hear about the kangaroo that was stuck in the mud? No. It was very unhoppy. (laughs) Very good.
2: Lots of kangaroos around at the moment. That's right. All right, Ant-Man, it's the time where I give you the challenger. You've got a pretty good strike rate for this one, I'd say. Ninety ninety-five percent
3: Yeah, something like that.
2: I give you the dad joke and you, knowing all the dad jokes, have got the punchline. What did one hat say to the other?
3: I don't know. What did one hat say to the other? Oh,
2: stay here. I'm going on ahead. Uh, he doesn't like it very much. <laughs>
3: that was, that's a slow burn as well. For more yeah.
2: unoriginal content, go and see
0: him on uh, Instagram. Unoriginal. What's that What's that uh, page called again?
3: Uh, Instagram 71.
0: Eh, go see it if you want to. That's it for now. Catch JB and Jules weekday mornings from 6 to 9am on Triple M Bundy or subscribe here to get all the best bits.